0: David took over both accounts that needed this updating work, kind of at the low point in, I would say, both rankings and leads. So both accounts have been running for probably over two years at this point, and they had hit an all-time high in both rankings and leads. And then there was maybe like a three to six-month decline from that high, where rankings started stagnating and leads were dropping.
1: We noticed that when we get into those engagements deep in, then, in addition to what we have built our whole process around, which is producing these new articles to rank for new keywords, now we have this additional challenge that's, well, we got to do a bunch of work to go back and make little tweaks or just kind of analyze and see what's going on with these past keywords to make sure that none of those ranking slips because those rankings are very important to the overall lead number if you're generating for a client 150 leads a month and some key pieces from the past drop and that drops to 100 they notice what do we do then we have an engagement and an operation priced at a certain level to produce new pieces to rank for new keywords now what do we do do we just do add-on work do we charge the client more So today we want to talk about clients that have been with us for a long time and this challenge we have of how the engagement changes. Specifically, our main engagement we do for clients on the SEO and content side is to identify and rank for these bottom of funnel or buying keywords. If you're not familiar with our main engagement, you can see it literally anywhere on our site. But you could read, for example, pain point SEO. And that's fine. And the way we rank for these are these is by writing new articles. And these new articles, you know, over time, we have a process of like writing them really well, identifying the keyword ranking for them, ranking for those keywords and bringing in leads that come from these bottom of the funnel keywords for our clients. That's what they're buying. Right? Is they by the end of a year, they rank for 30 plus of these keywords on page one, and then they get a bunch of leads because they're ranking for like the most bottom of funnel stuff and accounting software ranking for best accounting software, that kind of thing, right? That's standard grow and convert. The challenge we want to talk about today and what we brought David on to talk about is what happens a year two, three, four, when in addition to writing these new articles every month that's ranking for new keywords, you have sometimes hundreds of past keywords and articles that were ranking for valuable stuff, rankings don't stay completely untouched for three years. Things fluctuate. Search intent fluctuates. You, you, you may lose rankings or whatever, right? Not drastically if you're doing things properly, right? It's not drastic, but a little bit, and a little bit matters. And so we notice that when we get into those engagements deep in, Then, in addition to what we have built our whole process around, which is producing these new articles to rank for new keywords, now we have this additional challenge that's, well, we got to do a bunch of work to go back and make little tweaks or just kind of analyze and see what's going on with these past keywords to make sure that none of those rankings slips because those rankings are very important to the overall lead number. If you're generating for a client 150 leads a month, and and some key pieces from the past drop, and that drops to 100, they notice. And so what do we do then, right? Because now we're basically saying we have an engagement and an operation priced at a certain level to produce new pieces to rank for new keywords. Now, what do we do? Do we just do add-on work? Do we charge the client more? We will describe in a bit what we have been doing and our choices, but that's the problem at hand. So... Welcome to our YouTube and podcast series, (laughs) David, who is our content strategist, who's basically been championing this um, updating, we call it like updates, right, this updating thing for a few clients, um, long running multi year clients, for which this is an issue. Um, But Benji, I want to turn it to you first of just, is there any other context that you want to provide? before we asked David to talk about his opinions on this and what his process is.
0: Yeah. I mean, David took over both accounts that needed this updating work kind of at the low point in, I would say both rankings and leads. So the, both accounts have been running for probably over two years at this point, And they had hit an all time high in both rankings and leads and then there was maybe like a three to six month decline from that that high where rankings started stagnating and leads were dropping. and I think you took you you came in at both the low point of both the rankings and the leads and took over running the account. One of the accounts was because someone left grow and convert and you took over for them. And the other was I, I was still running the account and brought you in at that low point just because you had just come off of the success of getting that first account to rebound on both the rankings and the leads as well. So yeah, I, I, I'd i be curious then.
2: And they both reached uh, their new high last month, remember, recall?
0: Yeah, so you took over the second one, I think in July. And so six, six months later hit a new all-time high and then the first one, I, I don't, it was what last year at this time, right? I took
2: over, uh, in December of, so what are
0: we in 2020? 2020... So 2022, December. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, and then we hit an all-time high for them one.
2: Um, well, that was a kind
0: of a more nuanced
2: one, but we, the same month, last month was an all-time high, um, or about, yeah, of, of the past 10 months, cause they had uh, switched reporting metrics. So it's not like a good year over year comparison.
0: Fair. Yeah. We went from reporting on G- UA Yeah to HubSpot. And a, to HubSpot. And so from a tracking perspective, it's not one-to-one. So I think there's
1: there's a couple things that we, we should talk about um that'll be relevant to, to the listeners, right? And the number one thing is the challenge. Like like why would we even do this? And you guys are kind of talking about that now, is just to be clear to everyone, it's not like he took over at an all-time low. All of our engagements start from zero leads produced by growing Convert blog posts. That's the low. <laughs> and then what happened is you get to an all-time high at some point, a year and a half plus in. And then some of those early rankings for some of, honestly, the best keywords, right? Because we're going to go after the best keywords early, because why not? If those start slipping... We dip from that all-time high. It's not an all-time low, but we dip. And the clients notice that because they're used to, up to that point in the engagement, they're used to every month basically, not exactly, but pr- basically increasing, increasing, increasing. And then when it dips for a few months in a row, they're like, what's going on? How do we fix this? Right, justifiably so. And they ask questions like, well, why are we producing these new pieces? We used to have this, these rankings. What happened? Can we adjust those? And that's that predicament of now we have to do this extra work that was not sort of planned or part of the normal engagement. David, I'd love for you to talk about like when you walk in, first of all, if you have any thoughts on on, on the way I set that up and if you disagree with, with that kind of positioning of, of the predicament. But two, then I'm curious when you walk into these accounts, like wh- what do you notice and what do you have to do in terms of like now so that the audience understands what kind of workload are we talking about?
2: The only thing I'd say about your first comment, I'm, I'm, I'm trying myself to get out of the, get out of the habit of saying best keywords. We definitely target the keywords that we think are going to make the most sense at the beginning, but as the engagement goes on, we find new best. I mean, Benji and I have an example of this on the second account I took over where we have these keywords that no one thought they would really they'd like, okay, we'll go up more high a funnel or more slightly mixed intent. And then they convert really, really well. Now I know what you're saying, like the sentiment. We go after the main category, like most bottom of funnel keywords in the beginning. Um, yeah, but I, I would just that's like, fair. But best is like makes the other one seem like yeah. the less best.
1: Yeah, that, that's it's a just, fair call out. You can't yeah. predict a priori what's going to be best. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that, that well, one
0: David's referring to. I think we published that what like October, November. It's and not it's, even you know, like
2: a main feature of the uh, the client, and it's it's it was one of the best converters last month um so yeah it's just something that it's interesting and then what's the what's the second one what do i think when i walk into so so
0: yeah like can you describe to the audience i I think maybe just set up like what what the problem is when you come in so like why in in your opinion why 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 are rankings even slipping
2: these are two really good examples of the accounts because they did start roughly the same time one started january 2021 one started february 2021 and they both actually um we did different things for them i thought we were doing the same thing for both accounts in terms of how to save rankings, but it wasn't, we did two different things. Um, And the kind of breakthrough moment came when we looked at the performance on the first account, account A, like at a very granular by URL level for each month. And that's when we noticed, we can spot over the course of engagement like some months like our best converting posts were converting let's just say like 50 conversions a month and then now this new blow that had gone down to like 20. So we could spot that and that but the big eye-opener was is that their target keyword that they were ranking for say it's accounting software we didn't lose that ranking so we had that number one ranking eight months ago and it was brought in 50 conversions we had the number one ranking for that now and it was only bringing in 20. And that's kind of where the conversation became like, well, we're, like we're doing our job. The post is ranking for number one. Like that's what we're supposed to do. We target this keyword, it's ranking and traffic seems like, but then traffic's less. So then it's like, well, is it people are searching that keyword less? And that's a lot of different conversation. But what we noticed when we looked into uh, Hrefs was that at its best month, it was also ranking indirect. It was also ranking like through all these secondary keywords we started calling them. All these kind of similar keywords of different semantics, like accounting software, software for accountants, accounting software for small businesses. Those are some examples that could be. It was ranking in the top three spots for those keywords that we did not originally target, but which our post was ranking for anyways.
0: Yeah, so just to recap like what, what you did specifically, cause I think this is important to identify the issue. You looked at all the pieces that we, so you create an Excel spreadsheet of all the pieces that we published so like all the urls and then you looked at conversion by month for every single article so this spreadsheet becomes article one january february all all, all the months of each year and then putting how many conversions and then then you're also looking at the ranking position too and so what you're saying is For some of the best performing articles, let's say that I had converted 50 times in January of 2022. Now it's converting, let's say in January 2023, only 20 conversions. So there's a drop of 30, but yet the ranking position is still the same. And so on the surface for, for the main keyword that we were going after. So on the surface, it looks like, well, nothing's wrong because you're still ranking in that first position, but conversions have come down. But what you noticed then digging into hrefs for that URL was that if you pull up all the organic keywords that it used to rank for, the reason why there are additional conversions in those prior months were because we were also ranking for these other high intent keywords alongside the main keyword that we were targeting that we now lost. And so. Now which we coming. didn't even plan for. Yeah, we, exactly. Which we didn't which so, plan so for. So
1: I'm going to be the one, I think, in this conversation, keep bringing it back to like the business decisions and choices because that's what the listeners are, 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 are here listening for. That itself is interesting, right? It's like we promise the client, hey, we're going to rank you for something like best accounting software. That's, that's made up. Neither of these are accounting clients. And then we do that. We maintain that. But they notice, Huh? Even though you're ranking, we're ranking number one for that still, three months ago, it was 50 conversions a month. Now it's 20. What's going on? And then we realize serendipitously, it was also ranking for, I'm just going to make some random thing up, best accounting software in the cloud or best accounting software in New York or something, right? And then we're like, well, we weren't even planning on going after these rankings. It was just luck. That luck has gone away. But the client's expectation is still life when the luck was there. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. want that life when I was getting 50, even though that was by luck. I mean, I, luck is not a pro- appropriate term, right? Like, it's normal that you rank for some head thing and you get a bunch of other ones. And so then that itself, I remember us three having a discussion of being like, when you discovered this, David, you were like, okay, I figured this out. Like, there was a bunch of other stuff we didn't even plan on ranking for. We weren't even monitoring the rankings for best accounting software in New York City. Right? That wasn't on our radar, but we had it, turns out, and we lost it, and that's probably what's responsible. And then we were like, well, so what do we do? Now we optimize this, this piece we already wrote a while back that was basically from a business standpoint they already paid for. And we go back, and then we re-optimize it for those old things. So foreshadowing, that is literally what we've been doing. <laughs> but there is a thing there where it's like it's now it takes your time doing a bunch of stuff we hadn't planned.
2: When we first saw this, there was to me like two really immediate possibilities of action we can take. One is what you just said, like reoptimize the existing post, right? So this post once rang for accounting software in New York City. Uh, therefore, it stands the reason maybe it can rank for it again, depending on how far its position had dropped, right? So, like if it used to rank in position three, but now it's like position like 70, that's maybe not a good argument. But now if it's position like 12, maybe we can just look at the SERP, reoptimize. Get it back that was like option a and the most commonly used option for sure option a and option b would be like if it had dropped enough or if there was enough differences in the cert it would be rewriting a whole uh, writing a brand new post to target that keyword that we once had that loss that was less likely to occur um but it was another option and so the the, the tricky part the frustration part if we're, if we're there there's there's a few things more than just time but it is um, knowing when to do that, knowing when to just to reoptimize an existing post, or rewrite or write a brand new post and target the uh, key the
1: keyword. Which there there's no right answer for, right? Like no, we have some leader. like
2: we made some guidelines. Like we we looked at SERP similarities and we said, okay, well, like if the SERPs vastly different. That's one point for new keyword, new art article. If it used to rank for the secondary keyword and hasn't ranked for it in like four months, that's another point for new article. But in this specific case for this client, for client number one, because again, client number two, this actually was not an issue at all. Uh, but in client number one, most of them, like definitely 80% of them were gonna be re-optimizations of existing posts
1: because they were- how, how many were we talking about in client number one? When you say most of them, 80% is like,
0: how many posts?
2: I mean, plus we like reoptimize. I don't know. I, I I can speak more to keywords. Like we probably re-optimized for like 50 keywords.
0: Yeah, it was a lot. And then, do you remember the name of that tool for the SERP? The SERP similarity.
2: Yeah, it's on the uh, it's on the case study we wrote. It's called Keyword Insights, and it just takes a snapshot of a SERP. Um, it's a free tool. You, you get like five a day, and it gives you um, a similarity between the two SERPs.
0: But yeah, and then do you remember what your guidelines were? I think it was like seventy. If, if it was over seventy percent, well, it was over. Similar, if it was
2: fifty percent or more, it was a hardcore pause. If if the serp was fifty percent or more similar, it was like I have to now. I need to change my mindset to be like, I need to find evidence that I should do this because otherwise, I should not. I should not write um
1: a new article. If, let, so let, if it, it let me translate over 50, this so that yeah. everyone can follow because I think we're using some acronyms and saying some of this stuff fast, and it's obvious to us. So a few things, so Serp just for everyone, if you're just following for the business journey, that refers to search engine results page, AKA the Google results, like page one, basically of the Google results. And when we talk about when David and Benji are talking about similarity, what we're talking about is there is the original target keyword. We wrote that post to rank for, and, and in this, these scenarios, we're talking about rankings that have not dropped or not dropped significantly for that target keyword. Then there is some secondary keyword. We're looking at one of them at a time that we did not intend to rank for, but David discovered that we happened to be ranking for that in the past. And he's saying, well, uh,
0: I, think saying, I think it's something even more specific. It's basically if there were two queries that you were going after and you were to search for query a, so let's say accounting software and then accounting software for small business being the second query. If you were to search for both of those in Google's, how much overlap is there in the SERP of the same articles or pages ranking? That That's like the SERP similarity. And so oftentimes when you search for two different things, there's some pages that rank for both of them. And so if there's high similarity, chances are you can rank for both queries with the same page if there's low similarity if you're seeing completely different results then google is basically telling you that the intent of these two searches are pretty different and you should probably and you basically need to create two separate pages to rank for each of those
1: and, and those are the extreme examples right so one would be high similarity if you have two queries and page one results are literally the same things are ranking. Of course, you just produce one because Google is literally showing you I'm ranking the same thing for both, right? Versus if it's there's no overlap, page one, all ten results are the different between query A and query B. Google is again literally showing its hand and saying I'm not ranking stuff from A to B. It's a totally different thing. But real life, the reason we're talking about criteria, real life is of course not in those extremes. It'll be some mix. What do you do when position one, three, and five are the same between queries A and B, but everything else is different? Then you're like, well, if we were, if our article was the same as that number one article or number three article, that would be very convenient. We'd only have to write one. (laughs) And, like, they get to rank for both. But you're like, well, but what if... That's because they have a lot of link building or something, something or whatever, right? Like, and then, and then do we, is it safer for us to write a second article? And then there's the client being like, of course, in the client's interest, they're like, well, if you can just rank it with the article we already wrote in the past, then just do that so that we can get a new article out of you guys this month for whatever. And you're sort of balancing those three things. Is that an accurate assessment, David?
2: No, it's accurate. And that's where it gets very complicated um because what do you what do we mean when we say reoptimize? like what are we doing what 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 and that and that's different per keyword because like i mean i'm trying to think of an example one i can kind of kind of think of this is kind of made up so more of like a thought experiment example but when you look at a keyword like um how to track time off say that's a keyword jobs be done keyword right and the intent for that has changed over the past three years just like my own personal theory here because more and more freelancers are tracking time off. So it used to be like a small business, medium business, heavy keyword. Now the SERP is also full of like Clockify, like personal time tracker, you know, track your own time. So the the, the 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 SERP has like the actual meaning of the word per Google has kind of changed more than just even forget like the result of what's ranking in Google. So now the question becomes like, well, if I want to optimize for that now, and let's just say like I need to, it's more than just putting keywords in like my audience has changed. And so that was kind of a more, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that's where things can get really fun, but also kind of frustrating. It's like trying to figure it's, out, it's
1: a more substantive edit, right? It's like, like well, yeah, if, what, if it's... What,
2: what's the edit we're doing? Cause like, you know, like, you know, as you know, we write very like specific posts, like when we write our posts, we target a specific audience and we're like, we're writing to them. And now if the SERP has changed and the audience has changed slightly, you know, that's, that involves changes to the intro changes to the structure, the headers that involves changes to the examples, right? That involves the change to what competitors you're going to include, uh, what alternative solutions you are going to include. Now I'm going to add three or four competitors that involve uh, time off tracking for freelancers, which I didn't do before in that example. So there is kind of like just, that was kind of for most of it. The bigger frustration was like, when does a reoptimization come a rewrite? At what point is it just doing like a facelift of the of the existing article to make it competitive in the search? Versus like we're basically rewriting an article.
1: Can you talk uh, a little bit about the spreadsheet that you created? I think like we're, we're talking about rewriting, but um, an important part in my memory of all of this is that even getting the data across a hundred, hundred and fifty articles and their intended keywords, getting the data of how many conversions per month did every single article get is non-trivial. It was non-trivial back in the universal analytics GA3 quote unquote world. And now it's become even more non-trivial in the GA4 world, which GA4 uh, makes some of this conversion attribution even more difficult. And we've had to use like third-party tools, and if a client's on HubSpot, we use that and all this. And and what I remember is, like, most companies don't even track total conversions from blog versus homepage versus whatever. We do that. We've talked about this a bunch on our site. We can, Maybe we can record some more videos on how we do that. But you then were like, no, no, we need to track it by individual blog posts across a 100-plus posts and... By month, so it was this like matrix you created in a spreadsheet where like down the first column was every single URL a blog post and then across the different columns horizontally across the top of the spreadsheet was month after month after month across years so we're talking about 24 columns of months or whatever for two years right and every single cell. Was filled in with a number of how many conversions that had, and you basically did it manually. Like you had to look up the analytics every month and write that down across two years, right? Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. How, <laughs> how, <I> mean, <laughs> the, how long a, did that take you? It's a, it's it's incredibly time consuming, and then um and you and you and you tend to do it twice because now you're doing manual data entry, and, and like being wrong is an issue, right? Because if you're saying you have eight conversions when you have zero, you're going to look in places that don't make any sense. Um, it's very time consuming because you have to or we we do exclude. I'm sure there's somebody smarter than me. Google Analytics, for sure, spreadsheets, for sure, that can maybe make this simpler. But for me, this is the only way I can think of how to do it because you have to exclude anything that's not organic Um anything that came from other sources that you don't want to uh, include organic or referral, I mean, paid or referrals and that kind of stuff. And then you want to, so I mean, excluding like UTM, you know, URLs and that kind of stuff. And so you just have to, I just went through. and but I mean, doing that is, is a pain and how long it takes. it, It takes a bit. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I know it was the first time I did it, uh, for the client, a the first client it was a few it was a few days because I had, I didn't realize that like you have to scroll down to Google Analytics and there's more pages so I was counting all the data for the first like 25 results and didn't realize there was more after that so there's mistakes involved but I would say on average it's 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 time consuming it's a day it's a day job for sure. super helpful i mean because once you get that because that's the key the key thing you see so much in that spreadsheet that kind of changed the way i view honestly grow and convert and like my job at grow and convert because you see like you start seeing like patterns like how long it takes for a post to rank and convert that's interesting right I mean, because you start thinking now i'm really thinking in terms of conversions like it even changes like our our link building strategy because i'm like yeah sure this post is positioned five but it's converted the same at position five as it has at position two so i'm not going to put any more links towards this post because i can use that money elsewhere i don't want to this post converts the same no matter what if that makes sense so again it gives you a lot of insight to um the account and where to maximize uh, growth or where not to maximize growth like where, where it doesn't make sense to put your energy
0: yeah, maybe that's a good segue into account number two because I, I think the the issues were very different. In They're terms very of different. just
2: count number two did not have. So I was all prepared, all excited. get to count number two, I'm gonna I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look for high, uh, you know, value. What, what are look for? High buying intent, secondary keywords. But when we get to account number two, they don't have any of that. Their posts are ranking for the same keywords they've always been ranking for. There's no, what we called easy wins, which is where I go into a high converting post, find a secondary keyword it had that had dropped off and reoptimize for it. It didn't have any of that. So we immediately, which is where the client sees like the, the fastest like um, growth is when we get those easy wins. Instead we went to like phase two of this process, which is basically uh, using that spreadsheet to help us strategically build links and to make sure we're not focusing all of our link building efforts on just like a select few posts. And that would kind of became what we did for account two. So account two involved, I think if I say 50 keywords for account one for re-optimization to account two involved four, Matt, four drafted. keywords. Yeah. Four, four. I mean, that was it. We've done it. We did it one month. And so then two. the
1: reason, the reason in account two, the conversion has been dropping is that we were just losing rankings for
0: the intended target keyword for those four or what happened? No, it's, it was different. It was for that account, there were probably five to 10 really high value pages. So think like the most obvious category term. So it'd be like for us, content marketing agency, putting all of our resources into try to ranking for that term, Wait, like for what, which for us, like makes a ton of sense. Like if, no, if no, but why did it drop? Yeah, I'm getting to that. So <laughs> be, because we were basically putting all of the link building budget towards trying to get to to rank for those pages and not putting the budget towards a lot of these other really valuable terms and so uh, uh, like imagine content marketing agency is super competitive and so you're needing hundreds of links to that page in order to get it to rank and so all the link budget was going at probably five of those articles that were similar like these really high value pages thinking that if we can get those articles to rank the volume's high for that keyword. The purchase intent is high for that keyword. And so like, let's just own these keywords. But because we were doing that, the link budget wasn't going to a lot of these other really valuable pages that once we started pushing links to those pages, we're yielding conversions. And so it, it almost put the account at risk a little bit because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. And if there's dips in conversions even like if there's changes in search behavior or if if like you move from position one to position three your conversions drop, and you don't have the rest of the the keyword landscape to help make up in conversion volume and so i think the shift now and kind of what david had identified was instead of pushing all links to these really five pages let's spread the link budget out to these other pages that have conversion potential and that will give the account an overall lift because if we can get like five conversions from here 10 conversions from here across maybe now 50 different articles that should be able to lift the overall volume of conversions up
1: but their total conversions a month from our content had dipped right so it must have dipped because these other like not the top five or whatever obvious keywords Those had dipped because we had, we're spending all of our link, we're just not building.
0: Yeah. We're not building links to those pages. And so they're either sitting on the top of page one or sorry, the bottom of page one or top of page two, and they don't need that many links to go to them, to move them up, but we just, we're focusing on those other pages. And so basically what we, what we did is a couple of things happened. So those key pages started to rank in position one. And we were still building links to them thinking that we needed to like defend them essentially. But then we kind of made a decision, all of us, including the client that we're going to stop building links to those pages. They're already in those top three positions. And let's use that entire link budget to now go to these other pages. And so I think that's what David helped identify is then looking at that conversion sp- the conversion spreadsheet, what has converted previously that's now not ranking in those top spots, and can we just push link budget to these key pages? And from doing that over the last what six months, now we've started to to build that conversion volume back up.
2: Um. I think thing too, it's also the, the benefit of the spreadsheet is it kind of tells you when you can't do anything more because we can now say it as a, this client, we can be like, hey, because this, this particular client more than I've seen uh, across other clients has like really volatile conversions. Like they'll be ranking for the keyword in position one in one month and get 10 and then the next month get zero, but they haven't lost anything, not even a secondary keyword. They just haven't lost anything. But now I can tell them with very like a lot of confidence, like, hey, listen, this URL, didn't bring anything in this month that's why we're down it's still number one for its main keyword it's still number one two three for all its secondary keywords i'm not gonna give it we're not gonna give it a link like it's fine like it didn't perform this month who knows why but nothing we can control metric wise shows us there's any problem with it therefore let's not treat it with like there's a problem because there isn't one
0: it's just didn't convert uh, i I think that's that's so important too just for for like client expectations and just yeah. And they get it. Explain exp- it. Yeah. Explaining what's wrong because I, I feel like if you didn't come armed with that data, you see a, a drop in conversions, let's say January to February. And then like you do the typical agency thing where you're like, oh, it's seasonality or, oh, it's like a holiday this month or something And conversion. It's like, it's never a good explanation as to why. But yeah, there, I mean, there's always going to be natural fluctuation from month to month, whether it's traffic or conversions. And and yeah, I, I agree with you. It's weird because that account has a piece that'll get 11 conversions one month. And then that same piece ranking in the same place will get zero the next month. And it's like, how do you explain that? There, there's nothing to really explain other than, look, the ranking hasn't changed. Like n- nothing's changed to the conversion potential of the piece other than, It just didn't get conversions that month. And so having that data to explain that, I think is really important just to, to show them like, look, nothing's changed here. We just need to stay the course and let's just focus on other pieces that could potentially convert in the meantime, from a link building perspective. Yeah, David. So what we're talking about here
1: is like, you have to spend days creating this spreadsheet with granular data of conversions every month across 24 to 20 to 30 months for hundreds of pieces, double checked that data. Then what we didn't even talk about is how the hell are you even figuring out what secondary keywords it ranked for? So you're going into Ahrefs for every single one of these like hundreds of URLs and being like, historically, in addition to the target keyword, what other keywords did it happen to be ranking for across 24, again, 20 to 30 months worth of time for hundreds of URLs. So the question to pose here for us to discuss is, is this worth it? Or should we consider our service to these clients as we do this initial work of getting you these pieces that rank for all these ridiculously valuable buying keywords that bring you business, that bring you customers? And then either if you want us to do long-term multi-year maintenance, SEO maintenance, that's like more almost like yeah, anyway, you either pay us an additional maintenance fee or you do it yourself or whatever. And the growing Convert service is producing the new articles that get those rankings in the first place. Obviously, again, to fast forward, we did not choose this route, but I think that's a discussion worth having
0: on this show because that's what this is for. I'm interested to hear your opinion. I, I have a very strong one on this, I think.
2: <laughs> well, we've kind of, I mean, I, I, we've, We've changed our approach since we started doing yeah. this. Um, when I first did this, I didn't even – I just I, – I, I didn't even stop to think. Like a, I feel like a scientist. Like, should I do this? I just did it. It just seemed like I'm just going to do this because the account is down. <laughs> and then you just do it. And then like eight months go by and it's like I am tired. And um, – but
1: we just we just did yeah, it. What so- were the What were the most frustrating points? Because we've had conversations where you were really frustrated and you were just like this is too much. Because in addition, what we're also talking about that I didn't even mention is – you're still doing the three new articles a month. And then well, in addition, now you're optimizing. What was. I talked about is all the work just to do the analysis. Then when you do the analysis and you're like, well, there's all these pieces we got to optimize for X, Y, Z thing. Then you got to do that optimization, which you said earlier in this episode that you some of them are almost full
0: rewrites. And you were just yeah. doing that on top of the regular work. I think mistakes were made along the way. I don't what think we, it we has do the same we, thing anymore. We yeah. do
2: present it more of like, we. I mean, it depends. It's, it's, there's no hard, fast rule here. Um, the biggest frustration, Davish, was always me trying to figure out, is this worth taking place a new article? That was the biggest frustration. Financially for me, financially for the writer, financially for the client, financially for us. Is it worth like, okay, we're, we're going to change our engagement this month to target these things. So that's kind of what it became is like, we had a few months recently where it's like, hey, we found these X amount of opportunities. We're going to focus on these instead of new content for this month in lieu of new content. And that's kind of the happier ground that we're at now. Um, that being said, the question could come from a client like, well, what about like the smaller content updates that are not full that take you? Could I think say, the like,
0: worry was that... The, the client was, if we pitch just doing an update in lieu of the three pieces that the the client is going to feel like we're taking advantage of them because instead of writing a full new article, we're just updating the pieces. And so there was this balance of how much effort needs to be put into the update for it to warrant taking place of a full new article. And there was just this, the, all these unknowns that we didn't really know in the beginning, like even just pitching it to the client for the first time and getting them on board. It, it was challenging. Yeah,
2: And that's why I speak now when we speak to clients and I really change how we talk, I talk about it in case you haven't noticed is like really making it more keyword focused Like we found this new keyword. We want this keyword. Here's a strategy we think is the best way to get it. It could be a new article or it could be rewrite of an existing article and like keeping that the focus. And that seems to work well. Cause like, yeah, we want that keyword too.
0: Yeah. So in, in terms of mistakes that were made in, in the very beginning, the mistakes that were made were just over promising. Like, again, I feel like we felt nervous about having updates, take the place of new articles and just were unsure whether clients would even be comfortable just having an engagement of updating posts versus doing new ones. I mean, to, to, to fast forward, we have learned that clients are very open to that because I think just taking a step back and looking at the overall engagement, the goal is the same, which is do whatever we can to increase the amount of conversions that are coming from content. And there's multiple ways to do that. Now there's new pieces, there's updating existing pieces. But I think when we first started doing this, we felt like we just had to do new new pieces because we have kind of this productized service where there's set deliverables every month. And so now the service has kind of evolved to keep the account and then to keep growing their conversions to a combination of updating and new pieces for those accounts that are further along and i think it's just on a client by client basis so far just how much updating takes place and how many new pieces take place and it yeah
2: Yeah, David. But to your point, though, like I think by definition, at this point, if we do this with a client, like so, say we have a client, and I would I would recommend that any strategist, any new account, you start doing this from day one. It makes your life easier. But if if we do this with a client, like like when we did this for client A and client B, they are by definition getting more work from us today than they were a year ago. Like they just are.
1: Why? because you said you said sometimes we're just replacing a new piece with one of these updates basically that replacing a new piece with one of the updates is our way of doing the equivalent of like some large digital agency that that like you know like kind of like what is it nickels and dimes their clients right any anything they do or they charge by hour that's our equivalent of making sure we're not getting hosed from a cuz we have a fixed cost engagement and if we're doing a bunch more work than that even, okay, so even if you
2: want to nickel and dime it, even from a reporting standpoint, if you're reporting on three articles or 95, if you're yeah. reporting on a version <laughs> by down by 95 articles, you're just by definition doing more.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Is but at the when as the engagement grows, you're actually just doing a lot more because you have this huge
2: because you can't just keep with like, oh good, we have these five top top-governing posts that will only get you so far, as we keep finding out, that will only get you so far. The other ones have to lift, and then your new content has to also lift. And then figuring out from a strategist's point of view, how to, because also one thing I do, we didn't quite touch on it here, is I also think in terms, I used to always think in terms of an article dropped, or performance is sinking a little bit, build a link. Now I think in terms of, can I hop in there for one hour, do some content edits? look at the SERP, see what's changed, hit save, call it done, save my link for a different article that I want to build to. I do that a lot with this, these clients in the past, like three months, while we will be in position one, we're in position five, I hop in the SERP. I see who would beat us. I see, I think I know why they beat us. I beat them. I hit save it's done with, and it saves me a link to use elsewhere. So that's also a lot of like, just,
1: Oh, interesting. It it, 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 it is is challenging. The equivalent, of content update versus additional link that you can basically make an update. And you've seen that work that oh, you make sure. that I, update I a very
0: specific example, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Re- recently, I think on the last call, you had an example of that. How mm-hmm.
1: quickly did that one, move eight on? hours. you made it, you made eight edit. hours. Eight hours eight mm-hmm. hours it yeah, moved up from five to
2: one I, I have the benefit of being a different time zone than you guys so i did at the start of my day and then the end of my day started your day I, I checked again in private and then i had my brother check in private in his time zone and it went back to number one and i was like that's an amazing day we just went from like five to one in like a nine hour time frame eight hour time frame."
1: there you you heard it here you can make the serp you can go from position you can jump up five positions in eight hours david has said it Please contact him if you're a result of it. Yeah,
2: I, I have the screenshots I can show people. But I was very happy to that day. But no, but so like that—that that is a huge win though because it used to be, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, like it's kind of our go-to response, like don't touch the content, build a link. And that that strategy is just not sustainable when you have 60 URLs that want links. It's yeah, just not- And, answers and it just takes more time site. too. And even you can't yeah, increase the mean, because eventually you run out of avenues of where to get links from. But it just it starts to become like you need to as a strategist. Okay, I'm going to do a quick content update here, and that and and then if it makes sense. That's one. That's that's one thing too. Also, I, I want to do a better job of for future clients going down this road is like making sure that we'll never update for update's sake. Like I have to see a potential to give us a competitive edge or something that we're lacking that we can improve on. Not just go in there and jump around. Add some... uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's actually
0: important because so many people do do that where they just, well, they update for updating sake, like, it, like every month on the same day, they'll just update a few words in their article. And you're saying, that's not that valuable. It's really, I'm looking at the SERP to see if something's fundamentally changed about the intent of it. And then it's modifying the piece to better match that. And what I did you see right.
1: in that, in that, in that eight hour example? And just to be clear, I was obviously joking earlier, like don't, no, no one should expect that. That's kind of hilarious. What did you see when you said, I saw, I, I had a hypothesis of why we were losing.
2: It was, um, I can give you like,
0: is this the app? Op- is this the yeah, app? Again? Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll just go with that. It's basically, yeah. it's like how prevalent is the app and the app specific keyword. So if you're looking for like uh weight loss tracking app versus say you have a rate, weight loss tracking software and you have weight loss tracking app and so you have two urls which we would we would normally do two urls for that if it's a different uh, enough serp and then how prevalent is the app store and app landing pages in the serp so the question then becomes like how prevalent does app specific solutions need to be in the post and it's just some very straightforward like seo 101 on page seo stuff that you can do but it was that was basically it was was was
0: but yeah there are no app store links in the piece right before and yeah then, so you want to, get,
2: uh, like, you to re- reveal the entire magic show okay yeah so like it was before like there's like so we have we, we would we would we would link to our clients you know the call to action links to the yeah software but when i was like hmm like we're losing to these app store links so what if i just put the app store links in the post and then change like the header to like and, like hey find the app links here and then by doing that it went above the app store links
0: yeah but, well i, and, I think and, the subtlety in in the uh yeah. in the intent is yeah
2: intro changes too intro does change too that's what i mean and i have down here for biggest frustration is hard to do light edits because you go into a piece and you're like i'm just gonna put some app store links in there i'm like oh well that doesn't really make sense with the intro it's all software specific so i'm gonna Kind of re-tinkle with, the, retinkle with the intro because now I want, because now you really want to call it to that app intent, right? So, like, when you're looking for an app to lose weight with, you want to find one on your available. So, like, it changes. Okay, you change the intro, which changes the table of contents. Okay, well, hold on. The first editor kind of changes. So, it all goes into that. But that specific example of what I saw a change within eight to nine hours, it was very much changing the SEO elements of the post to target the app. And, and to include links to the app store and the Google play store, uh, predominantly throughout the post.
0: Yeah. I noticed that a couple of years ago that when we used to go after software and app keywords, it, it, the, the surf similarity was like very similar. And then I think in the last year or two, Google started noticing the difference between app and software to me, software means desktop app. If someone's searching for software, they're looking for some desktop version of an, of an app, whereas app was very specific to the mobile version. So in this case, the, the client had an Android and iOS version of their software, and so including the, link, the download li- links for iOS and Android were important in the app query because it better matched the intent of what someone was looking for
2: and this can get as detailed as changing the reviews we highlight to be app specific reviews, changing the screenshots we use to be app specific screenshots. Um, another example from a different client was Google also does this kind of stuff with the word software and system. The, some SERPs are very different, a software and a system, and some SERPs they become like synonyms, the same word. Um, so if you see that like in a SERP, that would be like, ooh, I oh, we targeted a system, but software is super relevant in this SERP. Let's do some tweaks here to, to hit that software intent and that can give you a nice boost. Okay.
1: Do, do you guys think that these two clients truly understand and appreciate the amount of work that is happening in the background here? <laughs> I, I just want to hear David's response first. Well, I think I'm <laughs> I mean, the fact that you me. laughed at
0: that question already tells you something. I think he's laughing.
2: Well, at I, he I, response,
0: I, 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 I'm just predicting his response, but I, my, my I, guess is going to be client A. Not so much client B. No, no, no. a lot. More I, I than think that. I
2: think uh, <laughs> client A is like when you have your
1: first. You, you guys realize our clients, some of which no, are uh, no, uh, listened no, no. to these and have said, "Hey, nice episode." So yeah, we just gotta really make sure they're not being able to identify no, who they are.
2: It's not that, but it's like to me, client A is like. I always hear this I'm not, for myself. I don't know if this is true or not, but my parents always say I was lucky being the third child. Cause the first kid you mess up the most on and like client a, everything that <laughs> is a struggle with client a is because we, I didn't roll it out correctly because we didn't know what we were it, doing. It,
0: it, exactly. It, it, so, it was, I it was what I said earlier. Somebody, yeah. The making mistakes with them. And
2: we were like, here's what this is, here's what's going on. And now they're starting to, it changes the conversation and the mood a bit.
0: Yeah. It was, the ex- it was the expectation setting on our end that we didn't do well, that I think led to problems down the road just in communicating the value of doing the updating and just like the more work and all that kind of stuff. Like we, we over-promised in those first few months not realizing how much more work we were putting on ourselves. And then like a few months down the line just getting frustrated with ourselves of like, damn, this is way more work than we anticipated. But I think because of that, going into that second, updating, uh, engagement with that second client, we knew exactly how much time it was going to take and we did better job communicating the value and then not over-promising deliverables. Yeah. And, I, and so I think, yeah,
2: no, I agree. And it's hard to know. And that was a frustrating part on my end because it's hard. Like, you know, I I I'm a full-time writer. I've been doing this kind of writing for a long time. And I can think the way a writer thinks, but it's difficult for me to look at a piece, look at a keyword I need to rank for, it, and say to myself, it's gonna take three hours. That's just really difficult to do. Or it's gonna take two hours. I can't do that. I, I can I can give a guess and then I get into a post and then in the writing and reoptimizations, it will take six hours or seven hours or whatever. So yeah, I I just think that, that the so you know when we did fifty keywords for this client. And of course, from the client side, they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. You guys will do them. Why, why are you stopping? Why, why won't you keep going? This kind of stuff. So.
1: And then Benji, you said earlier, you have a strong opinion, like, yeah, let me I just, just say what your opinion is. Like in the bigger picture question I'm asking, I think you're on the side of this is of course, very much worth it.
0: Yeah. It extended, I, I would say for both clients, it probably extended the client engagement by a year, at least so by, do, def- by doing this. Because, devil's advocate sure why it, not replace it them
1: it? with a new yeah. client because you're David starting saying from... you by definition have less work to do
0: because you're start like a new client you're starting from scratch the trust is not built there here we've generated results for the client for one or two years you have a relationship with them the trust is there and it's way easier to not have to learn an entirely new business and to keep going than it is to replace them with a new account. If we just look at our jobs and what we're hired to do, the job is to just make conversions and traffic go up. And so if we need to change our approach for how that happens after two years, I think that's warranted. It's like, we didn't have a process for that a year ago. And we would, we would get deep into these engagements and results might start to stagnate a little bit and, you, and you're just kind of doing the same thing. And, and I think having David come into both of these accounts allowed us to take a step back and say, well, maybe the, the way that we set up our service and deliverables made sense for the first two years. But then the approach has to change because rankings start to slip. There's increased competition. The intents of the SERPs change. And we didn't really have a process around how to account for that two years into the engagement. And so I think now being able to come into this account, like these accounts and then fix the issues and then get them to new all time highs and have the client be happy two, three years in, I mean, I think that almost just helps build more trust with the client and just, yeah, if there's hiccups down the road, know that problems can be solved and. That we're not just going to throw away the engagement because our deliverables and and the productized service that we offered to them in the very beginning, like didn't evolve. You know, it's just yeah. I, I think, but I, I think I agree with you. Like, I feel like even
1: if if you separate the pure like selfish business interest of exactly by the numbers, what makes the most sense for us, there is almost like. I don't know what to call it. Like, do I use the word moral or ethical? But it's almost like, philosophically, it's like, what you're saying is like, this is what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to like, they were, they hired us to create these articles that rank for these very valuable search terms that bring them good customers. And we've, we did that. And then when those rankings drop down, I'm just like, of course, that should be our responsibility to get them back up. And according to the churn episode, it's very advantageous if when we get a client, they stay for five years. In that churn episode, the numbers we walked through, imagine if we turn those numbers into five years is the average length of the engagement. Forget it, right? Then they last forever. You, you acquire a client, they're good for five years. Like that, that, that's, that, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I think there's also just like, this is how you get, I don't know, like this is how you build a reputation and a brand as being worthwhile, is is that, I mean, these clients, like, imagine, like, the kind of, you
0: know. Also I, I do them, think 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 about, like, their decision making. Okay, so they have this channel that works. Like, rankings start to decline. What are they going to do? Go hire another agency? And then they have to now put the trust in another agency from scratch and hope that that agency delivers on whatever their promise is. Or they're going to go hire some internal person to then – try to fix what we did. maybe oh, they have for, a completely from their different, side, it would be extremely frustrating. It, they'd have and a completely kind of, different, kind of like different other philosophy. Agencies, it's a pain to work with them. They don't do this kind of analysis. Are you kidding me? So like, I think from both standpoints, from our standpoint and from the client standpoint, it's advantageous for us to take this approach of figuring out solutions to declining results and changing our process and changing our deliverables a bit to keep them happy. And again, I think we're still aligned on the end goal. The end goal is still increase the amount of traffic and conversions. And so, and so like, I, I think both engagements, I, I would say this work has been really successful and in, in resurrecting the happiness of the client from like a, a low to a new high. And of course, now we'll probably come up with new challenges that we're going to have to face in the future, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
2: And one thing, I mean, we keep, because it's not, like, I came into these accounts um, a year or two into them, right? So, arguably, like, I'm starting, an, I'm working on another account brand new. By doing what I'm doing on those accounts with this account from the beginning, it will, I think, arguably be less a bunch of new work at once. So, that's a lot of the frustration is going to go away, right? Because one of the big lessons from both of those accounts and things that w- we could do better was look for these warning signs early on. Look for when I have, man, like 80% of my conversions are coming from three URLs and I have X amount of post live. That's not okay. I don't want that to keep happening. And that kind of changes the way I view my accounts that are new going forward. So hopefully um, those pain points won't be felt as strongly at year two.
1: Okay, so la- last question and then we can we can end. So you feel like even though you're saying by definition doing this kind of work or just maintaining an account that for three years that has a hundred pieces that we've already done and have to track the rankings and all this for is more work, you think it's still worth it? You agree with us in that respect? Is this like a trap about my pay on the call?
2: No, but yeah, no. It's is like, <laughs> like, like on the record, like on the record, David agreed to keep doing the same more work. No, I think, <laughs> I, I think it's... Yeah, for sure. I'm very happy that we went down this road because like what Benji said, and I have that, have had that conversation with myself before, and it's like, it's two things. One, you know, both of these accounts, I have a number where in my head I want to get them and we're not there yet. Um, two, it's just when you keep spending more and more time with something, it, you don't want it to go away because you you, you you know it, you know the strategy, like I know that spreadsheet, I built it. It's I feel very um, attached to it and, and to the account, and to the into the industry they're in because I know it well. And so, yeah, for sure. Like there's no, there's no regret if that's the word you're gonna use. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. And also what I've learned about SEO and content marketing in the process is also very valuable.
1: If you like this video, don't forget to subscribe. You can also get the audio only versions of these shows wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us at growandconvert.com newsletter for any articles and updates for when these videos come out.